The Holy Gospel according to Luke, the 22nd chapter. Glory to you, O Lord. Then came the day of unleavened bread, on which the Passover lamb had to be sacrificed. So Jesus sent Peter and John, saying, Go and prepare the Passover meal for us, that we may eat it. They asked him, Where do you want us to make preparations for it? Listen, he said to them, When you have entered the city, a man carrying a jar of water will meet you. Follow him into the house he enters, and say to the owner of the house, The teacher asks you, Where is the guest room where I may eat the Passover with my disciples? He will show you a large room upstairs already furnished. Make preparations for us there. So they went and found everything as he had told them. And they prepared the Passover meal. When the hour came, he took his place at the table and the apostles with him. He said to them, I have eagerly desired to eat this Passover with you before I suffer. For I tell you, I will not eat it until it is fulfilled in the kingdom of God. Then he took a cup, and after giving thanks, he said, Take this and divide it among yourselves. For I tell you that from now on, I will not drink of the fruit of the vine until the kingdom of God comes. Then he took a loaf of bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and gave it to them, saying, This is my body which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And he did the same with the cup after supper, saying, This cup that is poured out for you is the new covenant in my blood. But see, the one who betrays me is with me, and his hand is on the table. For the Son of Man is going as it has been determined, but woe to that one by whom he is betrayed. Then they began to ask one another which of them it could be who would do this. A great dispute also arose among them as to which one of them was to be regarded as the greatest. But he said to them, The kings of the Gentiles lorded over them, and those in authority over them are called benefactors, but not so with you. Rather, the greatest among you must become like the youngest, and the leader like one who serves. For who is greater, the one who is at the table or the one who serves? Is it not the one at the table? But I am among you as one who serves. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. You may be seated. Tonight we hear one of the most important stories of our life of faith. There are so many rich and wonderful ways to think about story, and so many rich and wonderful tales that have been told throughout the history of our existence as a people. There are stories as children's books, Good Night Moon, or where the wild things are. There are stories as fairy tale, like Cinderella or Jack and the Beanstalk. There are stories as novels, The Lord of the Rings or Harry Potter or Pride and Prejudice. 
These stories become beloved because they speak to our human condition. They are gripping and tragic, filled with joy and humor, creative and endearing. But I think what really makes them become classics is that they are honest and real about who we are and what we are searching for. Whether science, fiction, fantasy, tall tales, or nonfiction novels, the best books and stories reflect life to us and to its fullest. Story and narrative is one way that we know who we are. Story is one way that we make sense of our world and of our lives. I mean, the first thing we really ask someone when we meet them and we want to get to know them is, what's your story? Although we use questions more like, what's your name and where do you live and who is your family? Where did you grow up? What do you do? We get to know who a person is by listening to their stories accumulated over their lifetime. And in listening to their stories, we learn from them how they have experienced the world and we discover how they see themselves in it. And some of the most amazing stories I've encountered in my life belong to all of you. And I've been privileged to have you share some of them with me. And while your stories may not have been officially written down, that makes them no less powerful than the ones we read in Scripture. You all have shared with me stories of grace and glory, stories of hardship, stories of lessons learned, stories of unexpected goodness, and blessings found between the weeds. But our story as a community of faith It isn't only about our individual lives. It's also about us communally. It's about us as the family of God dwelling in God's love here at Christ Lutheran Church. It's about us as we try to create a more just city for the people who dwell outside these walls and may never darken our doorstep. It's about us as a nation and us as citizens of a global world order, us as part of the communion of saints from the beginning of time and throughout the end of history. And I realize that's a pretty big us, isn't it? But in any English class, your teacher will tell you that a good character study goes a long way, and that is the defined us which we speak of tonight on this Maundy Thursday. The story that we share as the people of God, the story that we celebrate tonight, well, it's a story that belongs to all people. Like fabric, we are woven together, and our life is not simply that of an individual lone thread, but it is something that intersects and weaves with others to create a beautiful, ornate tapestry woven together by our Creator God. And your story, then, is part of tonight's story, part of God's story, part of God's unfolding work, a story that began before time and a story that will continue after time ends. And my story is a part of God's story, too, for we are all 
a part of this story. And the sacred story that we celebrate tonight, while it echoes throughout the scriptures from the beginning of time, but it finds its apex in these three days that we begin celebrating this evening, the Triduum. And that story, it is this, pure and simple. God loves us. God loves you, undeniably, with heart-rending faithfulness, without exception, without condition. Over and over and over, that is the story we hear. Our God is a God who loves. Woven throughout the scriptures, that is what we hear. God loves A long time ago, there was an older couple. They went by the names Abraham and Sarah. God told them their descendants would be as numerous as the stars in the sky, but they had no children. The promise God gave could never come true, and yet it did. Isaac was born to them. A long time ago, there were a group of people living in slavery in a foreign land, oppressed by a powerful ruler who valued the economic advantage their enslavement afforded him. No one could stand up to this country or its ruler. Their military might was too powerful. And yet God loved this enslaved people so much that he used a man who had run away from his mistakes and who was not well-spoken to lead them to freedom. For years and generations and millennia after, these people would celebrate God's love by sitting down to a meal together and remembering that powerful, sacred story of love. In fact, it was that meal, that tradition, that celebration that sets the scene for tonight's story. Jesus made his triumphal entry into Jerusalem on the day of preparation for this meal that they would celebrate together. And a few days later, like all the other faithful who had gathered and come to the holy city to celebrate, Jesus gathered with his disciples to remember, God loves us. Our story for tonight tells of a Jesus who breaks bread with equals as equals with fishermen, outcasts, and women. Our story tells of a Jesus who blesses wine and offers it to anxious souls, unsure of their place in the narrative and wary of the next plot turn. Our story tells of a Jesus who gets down on his knees and serves others, washing feet and turning expectations upside down. Our story for tonight also tells us that Jesus was betrayed by one of his closest friends, that Jesus was abandoned by all the others, that Jesus was tried by a foreign government after being turned over to them by his own people, that Jesus died because God's love was too much of a threat for us, for them, for the world, for everyone and everything. And yet, even still, in spite of all that, God's love remained unflinching, unwavering, undeterred. Now that, dear friends, that is quite a story.
But it's hard sometimes to sit here on Monday, Thursday, the night of betrayal, the beginning of the darkness, the start of the truth about just how deep our human rejection of God's love would be. We want to move past this chapter. We want to move on to the great plot twist of Easter Sunday morning. But Monday Thursday remains part of our sacred story nonetheless, and a key part at that. Monday Thursday remains one of our most sacred stories of the lengths to which God's unfathomable love will go. There are things that we can do to help us as we hear this story retold. We can gather at this table, a table wide enough for betrayers, for doubters, for abandoners, for liars, and for deadbeats. We can gather at this table, regardless of how we will respond to the story. And there we can share together this ordinary bread and this ordinary wine and sense in them something far greater than ourselves. As we open our hands to receive the body that will fill our hunger and the wine that will salve our sorrow, we will find that our hands miraculously have decided to remain open, to welcome others to the table, to forgive others as we have been forgiven, to love as God has first loved us. And all of a sudden, the darkness of this night will feel a little lighter as we look at our brothers and sisters and take comfort in knowing that we are not alone. We are never alone. We are part of a story a great and an ancient story filled with ups and downs and joys and struggles just as our lives and our world is. And by this story, we are linked and we are connected for now and for forevermore. We are part of the story and we receive God's love regardless. And once we know our place in the story, once we are reminded this most holy of nights, then we are freed up to tell. We are freed up to share this story of love that was before time began and will be long after we are gone. We are its bearers. What a wonderful story we are woven into, a story that we get to practice and live and breathe and even taste tonight a story that we get the great honor and privilege of telling again and again as we interweave it into others' lives. Our God loves. The end and amen.